We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there called good. The old like Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Wow. How dare you assume happy? No, it is a happy Monday. Everybody should be having a happy Monday. I'll assume, I'll assume away that it's a happy Monday for all involved. Jeff? Jeff I mean, Russell yeah. over there. You know what? Traitor. <laughs> don't, don't you come in here with your McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all shirt. Right, all right, all right, And then just start peeing in everybody's Cheerios. It I'll, is a happy Monday. I'll pee right in those Cheerios. Damn. All right. <laughs> What happened to you this weekend, Russ? Usually you got to pay extra. I drank way too much this weekend. Yeah, boy, there it is. Way too much. Woo! Feeling a little bloated. I, I knew that that was going to be a rust uh, a rustism because you said you were going to brunch on Saturday, which yeah. means you're just starting early drinking. Yes, and that's how was it? what happened. It was good. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I went to Mother's, had some biscuits and gravy. There we go. Oh. A couple of uh, Madras cocktails. And uh, yeah, what's a madras? Oh, it's a screwdriver. You add a little cranberry juice. Oh, okay. Spl- yeah. yeah. Okay. Vodka orange with a splash of OG, or a splash of cran. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I had an old friend. Uh, we grew up together for uh, like down the street. He moved in second grade to Seattle. We reconnected in college and we joined the same fraternity and didn't know we were at the same school. <laughs> what? Yeah. We joined the same fraternity and didn't know we went to the same school. Uh, and then yeah, and then haven't seen him since college. But he was in town for the weekend and. So we went and did some brunch, and I did a lot of drinking. Wow, look at you guys boomeranging back around to <laughs> right? each other. Yeah, picking up right when we left. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. So second grade to college, you got you have like a 10-year gap there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what year you, you freshman year, I'm assuming yeah. you, you, you rushed, rushed your frat. How, yeah. how kind of you to assume. So you have, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Rust seems like he could be a renaissance man. He could be a he, seven-year plan. Yeah, he was like Van Wilder, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> 
now I'm going to do it. <laughs> if you saw me those three years at Willamette, you would think I was on the seven-year plan. Absolutely. Uh, I'm always just surprised that it's Willamette. Were you the Blatarski of, uh, <laughs> of Willamette University? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> there, right. there were times where I'd go like a month at a time without going to like a class. That is like not on. all of them at once, but like, you know, I'd spend a month yeah. like not going to accounting. Well, like, or... you're treating you were treating Willamette like a directional school. That's what you do. That's at... what I'm saying. Like, uh, I'm that's why I only made it three years there and you they just... asked me to leave. I'm surprised you made it more than three, made more than one. <laughs> three semesters seems like just... a stretch. Yeah. Man, I made it okay my freshman year. Then, then that's the, a lot of money. Then the wheels really fell off. It's <laughs> a lot of money for a school that did not be going. But see, that's the kicker because I, my freshman year of high school, I was a really good student, and in the last three years of high school, I barely graduated. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like I kind of took it seriously my freshman year. See, I, I flipped it on its head. College, I took it very seriously because even though the Air Force gave me a hundred percent tuition assistance, if you didn't get a B or better, you had to pay. Right. So sense. I was. On the Air Force budget, baby, yeah. I made sure I had A's. <laughs> well, and how, but how old were you when you were doing that, too? Because a lot of it is when you're 18 and you go into college. Yeah, no, I, I, I was 18. Were, oh, I thought you were in the Air Force. Yeah, I was going to school at the same time. Oh. My, fir- my first two degrees I had covered by the Air Force like while I was oh. in. I didn't touch my GI Bill until I got out. Okay. So the Air, this, this is a little bonus of the Air Force. I don't know if this is still the case. Uh, but while I was in, we had 100% tuition assistance that didn't count towards your GI Bill. Mm. So you could take as much school as you wanted to. Oh. And the Air Force would cover it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Your tax dollars at work. I thought you were just like um, like uh, just Mr. Soldier the first, like right out of high school. I was. But at any given point in time, I was going to school overseas, like uh-huh. online, like the earliest iterations of online school. Wow. They also have education offices. At all the the four deployed bases, I had no idea. So you like I would like my. Well, pu- I did have an idea, yeah, but like, I did know that. But all, all of I my... didn't think that. I thought you were just uh, like you were in the thick of it, like going over and and at all times it was Mister Soldier. Th- this is this is this is how after my first deployment, this is how this worked. Mm-hmm. I would do the day to days goings of. Mm-hmm. I would eat. I would work out, and I would study. That was right. literally what I did. Okay. I didn't have a family. I had to write back. I, you know, I didn't have any of the other stuff, so I just All buried right. myself in it. Um, the crazy thing is, like, you could, you can clep classes. And clep means you literally just go take a test. Oh. So all of my English, all my writing, all of my public speaking, I got done in two days. Interesting. Yeah. Literally just went into an office and spoke into a tape, like an old-fashioned tape recorder with like a really crappy microphone, and got what? all of my public speaking done. What? Seriously? Yes, hundred percent. Crazy, huh? Yeah, that doesn't seem like it's uh, was not the requirements that I was held to. Nope. <laughs> but I I, I I clepped out basically like a year and a half of college. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was great. Just I go li- take the test and boom. Yeah, can you pass it? And can sure. you pass it with an A or a B? All right. Like, All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, and that's Grades Talk. Uh, anybody else? Uh, so, Rust, that's a long way to say you uh, drank too much this weekend. Somehow <laughs> we got into Danny's college. Yeah. and I'm still recovering today. Like, really? Yeah. From it's, Saturday? It was a doozy. 
From Saturday? Well, it's from I, Saturday afternoon. I tried to put some band-aids on it yesterday, but that, yeah. okay. Now the oh, truth's okay. coming out. There we go. There, there's your sign. Uh-huh. All right. Well, hey, uh, you're playing hurt today. Not injured. This is hurt, but yeah. I appreciate you coming in playing hurt. I'm just a little gimpy. That's all. Mm-hmm. You're a little yeah. Patrick Mahomesy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can still you can still do enough to win. Hey, there you know go. what? Him and I probably got a, a little thing going. What? Mahomes is gonna probably gonna get basically the same shot that I just got. Um. Ooh, I don't know if you you got a cortisone shot. Yeah, cortisone with some with some other goodies. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't think he'll be getting the cortisone. He could get that toradol. Uh, he'll get that toradol shot right before the game. Do they do they do the tee shot for the sprains? I thought they did the cortisone for the sprains. No, they give you just the did the tee shot, just numb it all. Yeah, just boom. I'm still numbed up from this morning, so. All right, that's the good stuff. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. So you're 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 feeling good. Oh, dude, I, I got all them all the good. good things flowing through me. I'm just I'm a couple of glow sticks short of a rave right now. Oh, great, great. So this is uh, Danny and Dusty on drugs. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, woo! Well, I guess it's just Danny on drugs. Yeah, you guys don't get any yeah. of the fun. I no. No, you no. can if you want to. <laughs> nope, I'm good. Um, we got a ton that we need to get to today, though, because we have a lot of NFL. Um, obviously, divisional weekend, and my favorite NFL weekend of the year, because usually all the games are close. We had two blowouts in the middle of it. That was a, a bit of a, a surprise to see, and that we well in the way that they happened yes. too. Yeah. B. Yeah. Those got, Philadelphia I, Eagles. I got one of them right. Pretty, pretty good. I figured the Eagles game was going to be the blowout, but I did not see the other one coming by a mile. Here is something that uh, that we all learned over the weekend. Ten wins is still a marker of a good team or not. Sure. And that's a, that's a, all of us need to be learning that. With the exception need, of the Vikings. We never learn that. Well, yeah, but we saw, but we all knew that the Vikings were so bad that <laughs> the Giants were going to beat them. Yeah, the Giants came into the playoffs nine, seven, and one. Mm-hmm. They didn't get those ten. Ten is an important number, yep. and you could see why, because we saw, boy, Dallas beating Tampa. They beat a bad team. Mm-hmm. San Francisco beating Seattle. They beat a bad team. What do we say about the Jags? Because they were a nine-win team. The Jags are good, but Good-ish. that game, that game was even, that would have been a blowout if Mahomes is healthy. The whole thing? Probably. The way that they moved the ball, the way he was in his bag, side-arming, jump-passing, rolling around, running around, doing a little whirly-twirly. Woo! Chad Henney did march, 14, what, 94 yards? 98 yards. 98-yard 90 touchdown drive by Chad Henney. Yeah, if Mahomes stays healthy, that one is, yeah, I am, I'm confident that Jacksonville gets blown out in that game, too. But at the same time, there was a lot of good from Jacksonville in the fight that they gave with Doug Peterson. I'm really excited about that team moving yeah, forward. I am, too. Can they, can't, do they have room to build? I don't know. But I'm excited for them moving it's, forward. It's always interesting when like a young team almost gets there and they're figuring stuff out, yep. and they're not like the, the Cowboys who yeah. are they're clawing and scratching yeah. for everything they can get, just trying to hold on. The way you feel about the Cowboys losing versus the way you feel about the Jags losing. A totally different worlds that they're right? living in right now. Even though they both lost and they both are they're going home at the same time, they have very, very, very different questions to answer. And I will uh, I'll tell you one team that has a ton that they need to answer. I brought this up on Friday and people like were trying to scoff at it. Buffalo's got some questions yeah. they need. There some legitimate questions that they need to answer because everything that was a weakness was highlighted 
when they got blasted by the uh, Cincinnati Bengal-led Joe Burrows. Because here's one thing about my bet. I wanted to change my pick from Friday. Mm -hmm. The second that I saw the Joe Burrow spinning around throwing the deep ball in warm-ups. I was like, that guy's not losing. (laughs) (laughs) Is that one of the best pieces of social media we've seen today? It's awesome. Like, Like, And if you haven't seen it, we'll retweet it at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. But I don't know if I've seen – like, I saw it. Like, just doing my scroll, and I was like, oh. That's the swaggiest thing I've ever Dude, seen on social media. He's not losing. He can't He can't lose this game. He's in warm-ups, and he just drops back. He throws a ball, and on his follow-through, just a, this little pirouette, and then just kind of watches it. I was just, yeah, that guy can't lose this football game. No, he's going to win. And guess what? They steamrolled him. Ah. But we've got a ton of football that we have to get to today. Um, because Cowboys fans are back um, out of the woodwork. They went from being back as in their team was going to win a Super Bowl to uh, the world is falling, and uh, nothing makes me happier than to see that happen. But where we really have to start this show is with some some serious business here. What the hell, Blazers? How? How does this happen? I want, we, we need to get to this uh, right out of the gate because the Blazers have a 25-point halftime lead over the always-hated Los Angeles Lakers, and they just dribbled it down their leg. Way to go. Ah, man, that was a frustrating one last night. Let's break it all down where it went wrong. Uh, uh, we know where it went wrong. Danny Dusty on the fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, uh, we are going to dive in and do a deep dive into the um, the NFL weekend that was. But uh, we've heard about that all literally last three hours. That's all Colin talked about. Um. <laughs> It is, and it's great. That's what he does. It's what he does best. But the Portland Trailblazers last night, uh, they let us all down one, one, one more time. 121-112, they lose to the Los Angeles Lakers after what was falling into a, what, 14-point first quarter hole. Then in the second quarter, they flip it on their head and outscore the Lakers by 32 points in a 45-13 to Second quarter. Some of the best basketball we've seen from the Blazers. It was the single best point differential quarter in Trailblazers franchise history. And the worst in Lakers franchise history, which is like a double whammy of goodness for the Blazers. Considering, number one, the Lakers are hell. Number two, the Lakers are one of, if not the most storied franchise in the NBA, who have records that extend to the annals of all NBA history. Record scratch. Uh, The second half happened. And the Portland Trailblazers end up getting outscored 40-20 to in the third and 35-21 in the fourth to lose. Let's do the math there. That's 75-41. to Oh, my goodness. That, uh, that, that's a brutal way to go, man. And um, now there's all the questions in the world are justified at this one because, look, this skid is, is so different. And we say, hey, maybe if shots just start falling. Well, they started falling again for Anthony Simons, especially in that first half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he finished the game actually twelve of twenty, seven of thirteen from three. You'll take both those numbers. And had a great game. He did. He had a, he had a really good game. Dame, uh, he started going cold. But outside of what Jeremy Grant's first half, because second half he, he was he was right around the same. What did he have at halftime? He had like fifteen at halftime, didn't he? Yeah, Grant in the second half was one of six. Yeah, and he ended up only with nineteen mm-hmm. points on the game. He had a great first half, but he just wasn't there in the second half. Not at all. And outside of those three guys, you didn't get much of anything. No. Nas off the bench gave a little bit of a spark, but he's still... I mean, you got 41 total points in the second half when you had 45 oh, in the second quarter. All right. Let's 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 get it all out there. Do you want to go line by line? Well, I mean, look, I think, and rightfully so, Blazer fans are, are upset. Oh, they, This they, is enough. Yeah. I mean, it, anybody who's been looking at this, we've been seeing this. And let's call it what it is. The Lakers are not a good team. No, they're they're not. Neither are the Blazers, though. And we kind of <laughs> see that at this point. So, 
let's let's just kind of take this not even quarter by quarter, but just kind of section by section. The Lakers get out to an eighteen four lead, mm-hmm. and people are freaking out. Why are they leaving Thomas Bryant? Why are they leaving LeBron James? The game plan was fine. The game plan was entirely fine. You are entirely fine with a terrible shooting team taking pull-up threes deep in possessions. Yeah. The problem was they hit everything to start the game. Yeah. For everybody freaking out about Thomas Bryant, he's a 35% three-point shooter who had hit 14 total threes on the season. All right, I will tell you this. Uh, Thomas Bryant, four or five from three-point range last night. Um the entire month of January to this point, he uh-huh. had hit one free or three pointer. Yeah, so for all of the one. Thomas Bryant's a good shooter. Shut up. He hit one. <laughs> well, why does it seem like most of the time it's some rando guy on the other squad that busts out and has a game of his career against the Blazers? And this is this is, but that is a great point. And this is where the this is where the Blazers are flawed, and, and we talk about this with the Blazers all the time. They are not, one not a good defensive team, and and we can say they play stretches. They're not. They're not. They, I mean, they they. They really aren't because that is if this is where it comes down to every single time that we watch a basketball game, and it's somebody that you're like, that guy, guy crushed him again. I'm I'm gonna push back a little bit, not in defense of the Blazers, but in, for what Jeff said, if you watch every single NBA game every night, there's a dude. Yep, there's a dude that goes off. Oh, that is true. So every night, the likelihood is you're gonna have one. Yes, like, but. Thomas Bryant hitting threes, that's like if Russell Westbrook hits threes. Yeah. Like, or the, another example is the Cleveland game when Ricky Rubio and Isaac Okoro hit very big, it was three or four threes late in the third quarter to kind of push them, to kind of take the momentum. The Blazers defensively, game plan-wise, IQ-wise, did everything right. Sure. That's that shooting luck. The problem is the Blazers don't have any margin for error with shooting luck because they have played poor. But here's the the other side of this. I mean, three of the four quarters they gave up thirty or more points. But he, he, again, I mean, that's scheme, execution, everything they wanted to do in that first quarter. The defensive rating when they ran the zone was a seventy six. Okay, they still lost one twenty one. I know. Trust me. I mean that. But that's like where but, the frustration is. Like all these numbers are great, but then we sit there and we go, uh, but, they found another way. Then, but this is what I'm going to say. When they ran the zone, what did they not do in the second half? For all of the people who are out there who want to be labor coaching, this is one of those opportunities where I will say, yeah, they should have stuck with the zone because yeah. it worked. It worked incredibly well. Mm. The Lakers couldn't figure it out because here's the thing. The Lakers can't shoot. Well, Thomas Bryant sure did last but night. But you know what? <laughs> you zoned made, it up. He almost made half of their three-pointers. Yeah, but you zone it up and you do it. And yeah. The thing was, the Lakers, they ended up hitting 10 threes. Yeah. 10 threes didn't break your back. You know what broke your back? 62 points in the paint. Yeah, that'll do it. But you zone up and you call it good. And if you're kind of going line by line, yeah, that third quarter was a disaster. You know why it was a disaster? Yusuf Nurkic was unplayable last night. Nurk, Nurk was well, 16 minutes, and he's not hurt. No. And, as, mean, and as much as the foul trouble, quote-unquote, was an issue, his fouls weren't physical fouls. His fouls weren't dictating anything. And the Blazers do not and cannot afford to have their size take themselves off the floor. And that is what he did last night. That was, that was Yusuf Nurkic in, against Denver in the playoffs, yeah. throwing a fit. Yep. That's what I saw out there. And that's that's got to be the most discouraging thing if you are a, a Blazer fan is the fact that 
we know that Nurk goes through these ebbs and flows and ups and downs. The past two weeks have been playing incredible. He had been. And then now you're seeing this dip at the time where you can't You can't afford it. this. No. You can't, you can't afford to have him MIA because, one, you don't have – real. Uh, well, to be honest, Drew Eubanks the last three games has been playing better. Listen, he's overmatched physically. He is. But he is, but he's still But he competes his ass off. He's still playing harder. Yeah. No, there's than no Nurk doubt about it. Right now. You put Drew Eubanks' mindset, mentality into Yusuf Nurkic, and you've got a very good player. Yeah, this is this that night that there's been a streak in a series of frustrating losses for the Portland Trailblazers. Last night may have been numero uno because you you finally got shooting from Ant, and then everything else just defensively falls apart. you 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 look more than competent. It was it was the most effective that zone had been all season. Yeah, they they, they again. But they, I think also that's one of the big problems though with this Blazer team though is that you're an NBA team, you're like relying on a zone. But that's the thing is a lot of teams are against the Lakers. They and, they, they I, are well, doing because that. they can't shoot. Yes. I, I know that. But at the same time, it's like that shouldn't be your silver bullet with with this team. LeBron had LeBron again was getting the matchups he wanted down the stretch too. And he was a bull in a china shop last yeah. night, and that's really kind of all he's been doing is just getting his and trying to. Well, they've just been getting getting Kareem. to the rim and, and bullying people. Yeah. And this isn't like I'm throwing the entire loss of on on Yusuf Nurkic's no, shoulders. That's be. that's that's not the case. He is a symptom of everything else that's going on. the The big thing for me is, and this, it took me a while to kind of absorb this because it's new coach, new team, new GM bunch of injuries, trying to figure stuff out. Guys are mostly healthy now. We've kind of seen who they are. There's something that sticks out from this team, and it's a lack of professionalism. Oh. That's what's not there. Okay. How so How so? the lack of professionalism in, in a game like in, in a game like this where... Not treating the game with enough respect. 25-point yeah. lead, you know what you do? You come out in the third quarter? You know what professionals do? They Just kick the crap out of the team in the third quarter. Step on them. Step on them. That's what you do. Yep. They they went out there like climb all over them like their ass don't stink yeah. yeah and talk to the players after the game I'm with you and and here was the thing that they, they basically told me was the Lakers came out and were so physical in the second half that the refs couldn't call everything well, because they, because they knew how they could be disruptive yeah and they were right oh Patrick Beverly Patrick Beverly again back on I mean his him, and, him him and Russ bear hugged Damon Ant the length of the court I mean it was. I mean, it was it was vicious. Now, effective Dame, though, if that's the way it's going to play, wear them out. Yeah, wear them out, and that's and that was the thing is the Chauncey has, has talked about this. Dave has talked about this quite a bit over the last couple weeks. The lack of physicality, not just on the defensive end, but remember the following the Philly game. One of the things Dame said following Philly was, it's not just that Philly dictated like defensively, like they were good defensively, but that wasn't the thing. It was that they dictated physically, offensively. They were just physical. On both sides of the floor, they brought it. Portland has not been professional enough to bring it well, this, physically to it, compete in the NBA. And this is what we were talking about when they came back from their extended road trip: is where's that sense of urgency? Mm-hmm. And, and that that is what that's what you're talking about. That's that too. professionalism, and yeah. that's having a sense of urgency coming out in the third quarter. They had it saying, when they when they got going in the first. Yeah, and they had it when they stepped on their necks in the second quarter. This is exactly though what you know everybody talks about in the NBA is a lead doesn't mean you know what in the first half, because if you're down 30 in the first half, it is, Hey, let's cut it to 15 by the end of the third quarter. And then by the four minute mark, we need to get it to under 10. And if you have four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, if you're under 10, you'll have a shot. 
And the Lakers were methodical in the way they did it. They were very physical. And look, it took Thomas Bryant having a game of his life. But that's quite literally what, matching his career high. That's not what any person wants to hear. No. Nobody wants to hear that because we've we've talked about this time and time again. All right. If if we are seeing and this may be in, in there's a text here at five oh three two five oh ten. It says if this is the best we've seen in Nurk, then we got a real problem the last two weeks. You're t- we're talking prior to like this last, last three, three games. games. Last three games he's been a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. Before and, that though, he was fifteen ten. And here's the insane thing. Most of the season he was like around fifty two, fifty three percent finishing at the rim. All right. For the month before that, he was at seventy plus percent. All right. So he, let, let me ask this then. <clears throat> Is this the time that the that you finally just pull the ripcord and, and you say, "All right, how how much more do we need to see?" Here's Rust, and he's got a Sports Center update. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right. Uh, trade deadline is right around uh, the bend there. 16 days. And look, we have heard, and we talked about this, and this is one thing that I know the frustrations and when you watch it kind of play out night in, night out, it is very frustrating. But this is a team that is incomplete as a roster. They've been very honest with us about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blazers management, coaching, all that. But, all right, now is is this the straw that breaks the camel's back in that we are going to st- see some moves being made, and do they need to ma- be made right now? Uh, Damian Lillard was even asked about that post game, and he got a little salty. I don't think it's fair for y'all to be asking me these questions right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I think that's kind of a weak move. Um you know, it's, our team is struggling, you know, and I've been transparent about our struggles and stuff that we could do better. But y'all put y'all put that's y'all putting me in a position to to, you know, answer questions that I don't think is cool, man. Well, because a lot of this organization operates on your time. I understand. I understand. I understand. it. No, I understand that. But, you know, there, there's people that you can ask those questions to. You know what I mean? And even if even if even if it is on me or whatever, they could answer your questions. So even if they did ask me a question and I gave them my opinion, you know, I'm sure they're going to give you whatever answer that they give you based on what reality is. But I'm saying I don't think it's cool for y'all to to be putting me in that position, you know, especially after a tough loss, we in a tough stretch like that ain't cool. You know what I mean? And I answer all y'all questions. 
And, you know, you are, that's, to me, that, that feels like just a lack of respect to put me in that position. And that is about, you know, moves at the trade deadline. And uh, there is an element of when you're a star, of course people are going to ask you that question. And people have asked Damian Lillard that question throughout his career. Mm-hmm. But I think that – and, and he has always kind of had – I think that this means that there is a little bit of – there's balls in the air right now mm-hmm. and they're waiting for him to come. He's even waiting for him to come sure. down. And that's where this frustration and a little bit of defensiveness comes from because Damian Lillard always had an answer before because it was, no, our core is going to be, we're, we're sticking with our core. Yeah. And now I think there is a little bit of apprehension that is allowing Damian Lillard to kind of get this point where he's like, don't ask me these questions because he doesn't really know the answer to. And if he were to honestly assess where this roster is and if things guys need to be moved, he knows that big changes need to happen. Yeah, and and the the other part of this is, uh, from what from what I gathered, I mean, I was in the room. It was Dame was not happy, but yes, not you, happy with that question or not happy in general. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I mean, he's just as competitive as they get. That was framed as if, and that was Jason Quick that mm-hmm. kind of chimed in. That was framed as if like Jason Quick all of a sudden asked about the trade deadline and Damian Lillard wasn't happy and. If that's your Portland, just know that if that's your star grumpy, it's pretty you're good. doing okay. Pretty good to have yeah. that guy. If that's him grumpy, that's that's good. But it's like that's what set him off, and that's not the case. I think what bothered him in that moment, or is bothering him, is number one that they are losing and they're in a frustrating spot, but they're trying to rebuild this team, rebuild this culture, rebuild because everything is new. And you had Terry and Neil and Dame for ten years. Yep. There, like, that everybody forgets, like the the foundation, the rock, and Damian Lillard being the best leader in sports. All that stuff was built up over a decade. It didn't start from the jump. Yep. And the only one really left from that is Dame. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was around, Mm-mm. but he wasn't in it. Nurk missed a big chunk. And he's been up and down throughout his entire yeah. career here. So I think the frustration stems from, number one, being asked about it in the middle of a losing streak. Number two, Dame, listen, Dame has input, but Dame does not make demands. Sure. That has not been his M.O. The other side of it is and Dame think- doesn't want to be asked those questions because he's not that involved with it to the, that extent. He's not LeBron. He, he's not the GM. Right, yeah. and and I think people conflate that with he was instrumental in the signing of Jeremy Grant, so people are like he has he has that pull. He was instrumental in the signing of Gary Payton the second. Mm-hmm. That is not him calling the shot necessarily. No, that's helping recruit somebody that makes sense. And Jeremy Grant said he Portland was a desired destination yes. because of because their of Team USA yes. uh, in relationship that they built. That isn't him calling that shot. He's not calling Joe and saying, get me Jeremy or I leave. But, but here is the thing, though. We know from years past that Damian Lillard has answered these questions and, and talked about it. I, I honestly, I think that where this is coming from is – something that we we know they need a big change we know that right Mm -hmm. do big changes happen at the in-season trade deadline typically not no so what do you want him to do 
answer the question in full honesty. And in in all likelihood, and this is probably the, the alarm bells that should be going off for Blazer fans. In all likelihood, you're not getting that move. It ain't happening. It's it's and, unlikely because big transactions don't take place typically midseason. And so Dame would have to be in a locker room with whomever he's talking about. Hey, we need to move these pieces for another thirty. Was it thirty eight games? Yeah, left. Yeah, throw them in the rotisserie and then make sure everything's cool for the next thirty eight games. Yeah. In, or 36, 36? I think we're at 36 now. I, 36 games remaining or whatever it is, and just say, now I'm going to, we got to work together. You have to have some sort of cohesiveness. Because it's always better when you put it in public. It, it really, yeah, <laughs> it really is. Air your dirty laundry. Yes. It always works out. Here's where the change Says comes. the couple on Facebook that always post their personal business, and everybody's yes. like, jeez. Yeah. yeah, this is going to work. Grab your popcorn. It's that time. Uh, but here's the change that most likely will come, is the change to the starting lineup. Okay. I think it could happen as early as tonight. All right, uh, because <laughs> they're back at it. They got at least it's the Spurs. It's but literally the worst team in basketball. Like, let's not act like they. Can, <laughs> let's not like anything's a given right now. It's not, but and here's the thing: they should go out there and they should take care of business, and it should be nothing more than that. Yeah. You really shouldn't take anything from this game of oh they're back. No, if they win, they just beat a very bad team. Yeah, but it's better to make mistakes and learn, or to just learn in general, and a loss than you do in a 25-point game that you blow. All right. Last night was ugly. Uh, Blazer is Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl and uh, Nurk. That's going to be a matchup to watch tonight, obviously. <laughs> well, if Nurk stays on the floor. And that's that. Like that's the big one because what we were talking about is like, this is why I sit there and I'm like, side-eye in this game. They may be 14 and 32, but... The way that Nurk and you could see frustration from Nurk and you could see from, from Billups from Chauncey Billups on the sidelines. He, Nurk tried saying something to Chauncey one time, and I was I was watching for the interaction because I could tell something wasn't okay. And Nurk tried saying something to Chauncey, and Chauncey waved him off, waved him up floor, and was shaking his head in disgust. Yeah, that's that, that's rough. And this is, but we all know that uh, he has those snapback games where all of a sudden he's fine again. Something happens. So I looked over the last five games. Nurk is shooting fifty percent at wow. the rim. So just a, and thirty thirty three percent away from the rim in the paint. Yeah. So he's shooting sub fifty percent in the paint overall in the last five games. He's effectively a dumpster fire. All right. Yeah. We then that's got to change a lot. A lot has got to change. And okay. So what do you think the lineup change is that we see tonight? I think it's Nasir for for Hart. Nasir Little comes in, Hart comes to the bench. Everybody keeps talking about, well, Josh Hart shouldn't be starting. Josh Hart shouldn't be starting. Nasir was supposed to be the yeah. starter, but he just wasn't healthy enough to seize the job. Well, yeah, because he he was easing back in. From that core surgery. And, and then the hip happens, mm-hmm. and then you have to ease him back in. 13 minutes last night, and that, that's, that may be again, the signal for that you're in a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna pull him off of the, of this game. And he wasn't well. He was on a minutes restriction oh. when he came back. Yeah. Last night was game three of his return, and that was the fewest minutes that we've seen. And he was, his return. I, and He's I thought he was 17, really good. Seventeen, then thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was really good last night, and was wondering why Sharp was being played over him again. Like when you talk about coaching, who plays and when, like that's one of those things. Like last night, I thought Chauncey Chauncey missed the boat on a couple things last night. And it was one of the first nights in a, this season where I like I had multiple notes on what is Billups doing here. Okay, so. It's not just a roster thing. It's not just a coach thing. And, it's, and I think it's more of an intrinsic thing of, like, professionalism and how you attack being a professional. 
and it's it's bleeding through, and that's what we're seeing right now. The weird thing is, Dusty, they're not a bad team. No. They're a no. okay team masquerading as a bad team. Yes. They have been up by 10 or more in 27 games. I think the incredible part is that a 500 basketball team, mm-hmm. right? You can see how thin that margin yes. is in the NBA because in the Blazers are a great example of this. At the beginning of the season, you can play above your skis and and look far better, but then you can play way below just as easily, and that's what we've been seeing for more games now than the the good stretch that we we saw from the Blazers. They've lost forty percent of their games that they have led by ten or more, and that's that's eleven games. Huh. Okay, now. Let's just say you get a, a league average there, and okay. those eleven losses turns into four. That's seven more wins. That's what three games above five hundred. Mm. How drastic does that look? And I think that the biggest thing there is, you can you can pick apart some injury stuff in there for sure. Yeah, but I think it's professionalism. It's not that Dame forgot how to shoot or isn't clutch anymore, or Simon isn't good, or they're too small. Like those things are, I think, are smaller picture. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely believe that they're not minding their p's and q's as far as what it takes to be an NBA, a good NBA team. Hmm. And that's interesting though, because you have you, you have you do have so many vets on the team. You have Dame, you have Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. you have Nurk, you have uh, even Josh Hart to an extent. Mm-hmm. You do have a lot of young bucks too, though. And Ann is included in that. I know yeah. Ann's in his second contract, but this is his first year really as a, as Being a true the dude. starter. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of young guys still trying to find their way. And uh, obviously Gary Payton II, too, is a vet that you should, be able to, you should be able to lean on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But he's been in and out so often that it's going to take him a while to get back in, in the swing of things. That's a really interesting it, – that may be the most hmm, interesting and surprising storyline yeah. that, that we're finding right now. It's just, when, I, when I watch the tape – there's not like one thing I can point to, mm. so that's what make, that, that's what leads me down that path. Well, they are very small still. They are, but like again, yeah. looking at what they did in the first half with the zone, mm-hmm. it was effective. It was effective. So <sighs> when they don't go to that in the second half and they open themselves up to being smaller, and Chauncey did go, they they went super small and they had Nas at the at the center. All right. Well, in the meantime, till we figure all this out, we will all remember where we were. The night Thomas Bryant broke the Blazers. (laughs) Damn. All right, uh, let's get into football, shall we? Uh, Let's start this thing uh, where the divisional round started. In Kansas City, all eyes are on one ankle, the number 15. Danny Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Bit of a nail biter in Arrowhead on uh, Saturday afternoon as the Jacksonville Jaguars cover, baby. You know what they did? Took it to the limit. (laughs) (laughs) They went up to Arrowhead and uh, they gave Kansas City a little bit of a scare on the scoreboard. But more importantly, they gave them a scare with the health and status of Patrick Mahomes because... I do believe, I do declare, 
that this game would have been a blowout had Patrick Mahomes stay healthy. The throws that he was making early in that game, it, that was your, oh no, Patrick Mahomes is on a mission. He's uh, on a mission. Certainly not. <laughs> what? Just certainly not? Certainly not. He was on a mission. The jump throw that he made, the arm angles, the where he went sidearm, he went submarine, he went over the top, he had a jump throw in the middle of the line of scrimmage and a dart just right down the middle. He was in his bag, man. He was running around twir- doing his little twirly birds everywhere. It was incredible to watch him. And then, boom, he falls down, and it was just one of those freak football plays where I, I actually wonder if the rules that the game has right now are the reason why Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Because if it's, you know, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, they finished the tackle on that. And, but now, did you see right when they hit, defenders are, are trained now and conditioned to just let go. And that's what he did. He let go and he fell on the side of his leg instead of finishing the play. Because uh, you tr- can't tackle him. I was trying to find the Warren Sharp of Sharp Football, who uh, does a lot of analytics-based stuff. Uh, he said the immediate drop down the leg, not even trying to wrap and tackle. Yeah, that's the point, dummy. <laughs> because they protected quarterbacks. You want to take a look at another game, look at the Cowboys and 49ers. Yeah. When Eric Armstead gets free and any other generation, Dak would be unconscious still if Eric yeah. Armstead had that kind of run-up and teed off on him in the end zone. Great point, dumbass. The, I mean, it's just it's absolutely insane. What the hell is he supposed to do? If he if he pulls Mahomes down, then he gets a flag thrown on him for putting his body weight on the quarterback, <laughs> which is still the dumbest bleeping thing in all of football to me and you also have to know who you're playing too because if it is a quarterback of of higher stature you will get that call in fact there were lawrence got annihilated it was almost the exact same thing but there was a a a busted protection a free rusher came through from jacksonville Mm. mahomes got hit and it was 15 we're moving it forward 15 Exact same thing to to Trevor Lawrence that you're saying. He got annihilated. No flag came out. No flag. <laughs> no, you got to earn your stripes there, buddy. Saunders came free and blew Lawrence up. Ten years ago, great play. Yeah. Great play. But in today's NFL, it's a flag every time. And I'm not talking about flags, changing the game. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just talking about the stupidity of how we judge quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired of the after-the-fact ruling. We know what looks bad and what doesn't. Live. Tua gets a concussion because the 350-pounder can't land on him anymore. So he says, fine, I'm going to suplex him. Yeah. Is it a problem if all of a sudden a linebacker now, or Peters, all, what, 380 pounds of him, picks up Mahomes and suplexes him and bounces his head off the ground like a grape? Yeah, you don't want that. Like We don't want that. So pick your poison, man. Like It's football. I know it's $50 million wrapped up in each one of these guys, but... Listen, they signed the dotted line just like everybody else, and they've got to start being treated as such. When he got hurt, though, when when Patrick Mahomes got hurt, uh, I watching the the little cut-ins, I wish I could have had a camera. They should have done picture-in-picture and just had that little camera of the argument going on because watching Mahomes no. yell at Andy no. Reid and the doctor, no, I'm not going to no. get an X-ray. Because he knew what the answer was going to be. And the the fantastic part about it is like just imagining it and it, Kermit frog boys <laughs> you know just no I'm not going in there like you're going whoa what is going on here and Andy Reid how about Andy Reid 
The reports are that Andy Reid told him, "You're not going. I'm not putting you back in the game until, until you, you go and get the X-ray." How about Andy Reid in the middle of the divisional round of the playoffs sitting the there going, to the hey, AFC championship game on the line and Chad Henney is his quarterback. This is what you're going to go and you're going to get that x-ray and you're going to like it. And meanwhile, uh, the Jags couldn't get a better situation. Pin him on the two-yard line and Henney just dices them. And to their, I mean, it was the most Chief-esque drive of all time. Mm -hmm. The very first play was replace a blitzer, go right over the top, you you hit uh, Kelsey on a on a passing play because they were just like they're going to run the ball. They have Chad Henney in. They bring the house and they go whoop, replace a blitzer, and then they take a shot deep, and then they're just running. And it was like their normal offense. And then the fifteen yard penalty. In the fifteen yard penalty was that key? Was that Arden on that one? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was Arden. I do not remember. But that from that point, I think that drive, that ninety eight yard drive. One thing that everybody is saying is. Jacksonville Jacksonville had their chances. They did. They had their chances. On that drive in particular, though, that first play and Henny going right to it and picking up on picking up on all right, where the backers come in with pressure. Fifteen year vet's a good guy to have back there. They I guarantee you their defensive coordinator kept that in the back of his mind when Patrick Mahomes came back in the mm-hmm. game. Because the biggest thing that Jacksonville did not do was they did not bring the house and say we're going to warm up Mahomes if he can't move, and they did. I, I I I don't know why for sure why they didn't do it, but I think that play and the fact that if Chad Henney can pick it up and pick you apart, Mahomes can in the pocket too. Mahomes is going to get the ball out so quickly, and he will have the ball out, and you will be replacing blitzers all game long. And I think that that was a miss by Jacksonville. They should have brought more heat. On Patrick Mahomes because he's he's running on literally on one leg. I do like the idea though of what you're t- what where they kind of went, which is all right. It's the it's the Philadelphia Eagles mindset. If we can get home with four and we're dropping seven, mm-hmm. then if we have seven back, that that is beneficial to us, and eventually our four will get home. They gave too much time for Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs and. Here's the thing. Mahomes even ran for a first down. He was like triple jumping through where he was saying, doing what, double what, leg. What are we calling that? Yeah, but he, if you give him that much time, he, he will still find a crease and be able to make you pay even yeah. if it's for a couple of yards. And he did. He did. But Jacksonville had their opportunities. That drive where if you just stop Chad Henney, they, there is a moment where the Chiefs go, can we do this without Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. But they didn't. The, no. They scored. And it ended up being the decider. Then there was this play at the end of the first half, which was a real game changer, in my opinion. It feels better. I mean, it feels better than I thought it was going to be now. Okay, maybe maybe we have it. <laughs> maybe we don't. Oh, we do. Here we go. There we go. Scrimmage did that well last week. And this week, it's a big ball for Kirk downfield, and he couldn't bring it in. Right over here is the post, over the top. They've got it. And the last thing you think you're going to do is overthrow him 60-something yards away. It's exactly what he did. Uh, That was a missed opportunity right there from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And unlike Chris Collinsworth. Who got his union dues from the the wide receivers commission. uh, I speak on behalf of the wide receivers. I say no. That was an inch-perfect ball. 
we do not we do not condemn the throw from Trevor Lawrence. Inch perfect. We condemn Christian Kirk, <laughs> who is getting paid an ungodly amount of money to play wide receiver. I think he's like a twenty million dollar, twenty three mm-hmm. million dollar cap hit for them. That play, where the, he uncorked one, and I mean now. You don't get much better throws in no, the NFL. He beat double coverage it over went, the top. He went through Christian Kirk's hands. And, and not a laid out Christian Kirk no. in stride over the shoulder. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the easiest catch, but you know what? Could have done it. Could have made it. And then so what that that butterfly effect of all right. That's six. If you go and you get a touchdown there. If he falls down right after he catches it, still you're in great position. He, he was down he would have been down like what that ten? Yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. But then you have just a few plays later, like a third down and two, and Trevor Lawrence got rattled because there was pressure coming. And Chris mm-hmm. Jones and company, Frank Clark, they're pinning back their ears. They're coming. He didn't set his feet. Incompletion leads to a field goal. That's a big swing yeah. right there, right before the break. That is a huge swing. Now you get you get points out of that drive, but if you get seven there, how much different is that? How much different are we thinking that game is? And then. That that's going to say into the break. We're not even talking about Jamal Agnew fumbling the football and Jamal Agnew fumbling on the five yard line. That is so brutal. And I have so many questions coming out of that because like on a catch, you have to survive the ground. But in that case, you don't have to survive tucking the ball away because he had the ball and he was kind of bringing it back in. If he were to just hit the ground and the ball and he hits the ground, ball pops out, mm-hmm. right? That's an incomplete pass. I thought he tucked it all the way in. He was bringing it around, gets hit, boom, it, it goes out. I've seen a lot, a lot more complete catches be ruled incomplete by the not surviving the ground. I, I thought he tucked it in. I thought it was, it's his fault for not bringing it in the first place. That was just dumb, in general. Yep. But I, I'm with you on 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 those two plays. But more than anything, in a game that wasn't, the over was 53, yep. and it being 47. It wasn't this. Ridiculous high-scoring affair. One of the things I thought the Jags got away from and they didn't need to was running the ball. Eddie N was was good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was I wanted to see them get a little more ground poundy. I'm not talking 35 carries. I'm just giving the ball a little more. He only had 10 carries. Yeah, they ran the ball really effectively. Seven and a half yards a carry. Like, well, 144 yards. Yeah, I mean they were You're going good. like why not lean into that and keep the Chiefs off the field. Make Lawrence's life a little bit easier. Put him in those play action situations. Let him use his athleticism. Like those were the things. As good as the Chiefs were, there were moments in that game where the Jaguars could have taken. Kirk takes that to the house, and all of a sudden that game looks very different. Yeah. Well, in two turnovers in what a three play span, that interception. Yet they still got oh. the ball back, and were able to cover. Yeah. And that's the important thing. That's the important thing. But the, the, the interesting thing, we talked about this a little bit earlier, is the difference between the Jaguars and the Cowboys and their losses is they're, they are two teams that are heading in opposite directions. Yeah. And the Jags, they can't feel bad about the season. That no. Was a, that was a, was good, a good season. season. Trevor Lawrence solidified himself as a top-flight prospect. Doug Peterson is a quarterback god. Yeah. And the Jaguars are not the laughingstock in the NFL. That's, a, success, that's a successful season. They are, they are not the laughing stock of the NFL. Duval. We're gonna give that. Who are we giving that moniker to now? The the Texans. Texans still Texans. in the AFC Cause, South because it's not the Lions. They they they're they're competitive. Oh, no. no, 
Uh, and if you call them laughing stock, their their owner will come and bite your kneecaps off. So also, uh, it's not the Bears either because yeah. the Bears feel like they are gritty enough to like pull out some games soon. And after that final play in the uh, Cowboys game last night. Boy, I, I I tweeted this out from my account. I might do it from from the from the show so account. Much. Think about this: which checkdown was worse for you, Dax or Kirk's? Kirk's. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. It was Kirk Cousins. Uh, he lost. He lost the season on. He ended the season on his checkdown. I mean, Dax was like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" I Dax? can tell you what you could not do: not put Zeke in at center. Yeah, and that's not that's not Dak's fault. That's not Dak's fault. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get into uh, the the second game of this bad boy. As all eyes are now on uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury coming out of the Chiefs' twenty seven twenty win to punch their ticket to their fifth straight AFC title game. Um, this week, though, well, I, I have a, a question about the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, if they don't make it back to the Super Bowl this year. Um, how are we feeling about five straight AFC championship games? It's impressive. My God, it's impressive. Like getting there and uh, getting another ring. That's going to be important. They're going to have to get through a team in the NFC, and it appears the team that got the first round by, they're still really, really good at football. Eagles pound the Giants. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 